1 Corinthians chapter 13, beginning with verse 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I'm nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, But have not love, it profits me nothing. I have only been alive a short 45 years. Tomorrow will be 46. And already I have lived a a full life. I know that if I continue to live, there will be so much more to say and do. So then I'm excited about the next 46 years, if I'm given that. But if I die today, I have been loved, and I have loved. I have influenced, and I've been influenced. One of the best chapters in my life was becoming the preacher here at Fountainhead. And as I look back on my last 45 years, I wonder why in the world I didn't start preaching sooner. Maybe because I really didn't understand love. Like I do now. I continue to learn about love. I don't understand everything about it. I continue to learn about love. But I mean, I could be the best preacher around. I could speak 15 different foreign languages and maybe some kind of angel language. But if I don't love, well, I'm just noisy. I can know everything there is to know about the Bible. And if I don't love, I'm I'm nothing. Love is born in desire. Do you desire to be a better husband? Do you desire to be a better wife? Do you desire to be a, a, better, a better child, son, daughter? Do you desire to be a better worker? Well, you've got to love. I believe my desire to preach started when I was about 10 or 11. I know I've told you this before. I was in my grandmother's living room in a home where I was loved on one of those rare occasions where it was just me and my Mimi. That's what I called her. Me and Mimi. And she asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I I can't for the life of me remember what I said, but I remember what she said very clearly, very distinctly. You need to be a preacher. But I didn't know how to love. 
I mean, I, I could go through the motions. You know, I had the liturgy down. I had, I had the tradition memorized, but I was, I was more like this. I, I read this to you a, a few weeks ago, uh, uh, but in a different context. This is from a 1964 found, Firm Foundation article, and this is the way I was, okay? The congregation is spoon-fed for years and never learns to feed itself. The fact is that we are delivering babies who never intend to graduate, enlisting soldiers who never intend to fight, and registering racers who never intend to race. Our motto has become, There he is, Lord, send him. The ship of Zion is no longer manned by a volunteer crew working for the sheer love of the captain, but is steered by a pilot and assistant pilot, while the remainder are paying passengers who are going along for the ride and complaining as they go. Many congregations are made up of half-converted individuals who think that when Jesus said we are to be childlike, they meant childish, and they have been petted and pampered to even keep them coming, much less serve others. And what I just described, that describes... I'm using this to describe me. This is where I came from. And with love, this is what I overcame. I really started growing as a Christian when I understood who was really in charge of my life. But why do I preach? I mean, I can, I can be God's child without being a preacher. There are better Christians here than me, and I'm the preacher. There are better Christians here at Fountainhead than me, and I'm the preacher. So I don't have to be a a good Christian and be a preacher. So why do I preach? In fact, why why do we even need a preacher? Well, let me tell you. You see, it's because of, of God's foolishness. Because of God's foolishness. God's foolishness is wiser than man's wisdom. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 25. And the message of the cross, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18, is foolishness to those who are perishing, but, is the pow- but, it, but it, it's the power of God to be saved. God's power to save, Romans chapter 1 verse 16, is the gospel. And that's God's foolishness. We are to go into all the world and preach the gospel. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. And without this faith, it's impossible to please God. Hebrews 11, verse 6. And Paul writes in Romans chapter 10, verse 14, How shall they call on Him on whom they have not believed? Acts chapter 22, verse 16 talks about Paul's conversion. One is baptized, and when one is baptized, their sins are washed away. And this is where, Acts twenty two sixteen they call upon the Lord. So, Romans 10, 14, How shall they believe in Him on whom they have not heard? And notice, and how shall they hear without a preacher? The foolishness of the gospel is proclaimed by the foolishness of preaching. I am to follow the example of the apostles. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, and proclaim the will of God. Why I preach is because I realize what the command of Jesus means. I love God so much that I want to do what He wants me to do. John chapter 14, verse 21, if you, if you love God, you'll obey Him. 
I want to be loved by God, so I try my best to do what He wants me to do. But I don't just preach because God wants me to, but because I want to. I love to preach. I like to work, and I love this work. It utilizes all of my skills. I have great joy in this work. So great of joy that I, I, I want to preach. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I'm a preacher. People usually do what they want to do. And I want to preach the truth. And if you know the truth, you, you can't get tricked. See, Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse, verse 2, Preach the word when, when folks want to hear it and when folks don't want to hear it. Preach the truth. In season, out of season. I don't want you to get tricked, you see, because I love you. I'm charged with preaching the word. I'm charged to care deeply. But preaching the word is, is not a popularity contest. My, one of my, my uncles told me, he's an elder at Concord Road. I've told you this before too, but an elder at Concord Road. And he, he told me, when I first started preaching, not everybody's going to like you. And that's true. But preaching is not a popularity contest. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, it says, I'm to reprove, rebuke, and exhort. Reprove, that's negative. Rebuke, that's negative. Exhort, that's positive. Two-thirds of my preaching is negative. The balance is in the patience and the teaching. People need the Word of God. I, I preach because there's a need. People need the Word of God. Ignorance is in charge of so many people's lives because they won't read their Bible. Faith is living, and if you don't feed it, it will die. You've got to feed that faith with God's Word. I preach because there's a need. The invitation to repent and be baptized or an invitation to be restored is always good. It's always welcome. It's always needed and will always be given by, by this preacher. I will always offer the invitation, Lord willing, but you know, the majority in this place have been baptized. The majority have. The elders, they want you to be fed, but there, there are no two people just alike in this congregation. And I, like Paul, am to be all things to all men to save some. You know, the majority of you don't have a problem with drugs, but some do. Many don't have a problem with sex, but some do. You may not be married, but, but don't the married need help? You may not be single, but don't the, the single need some encouragement? I want to save souls. and It's a main focus of mine. Personal evangelism is a main focus of mine. But there are people in the pews hurting because of fornication, because of adultery, because of divorce, because of neglect, because of gossip, because of lying. And they need to be encouraged and edified to save some. 
Paul wrote 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 10, I write these things being absent, lest being present I should use sharpness according to the authority which the Lord has given me for edification and not for destruction. So as I imitate Paul, as he imitates Christ, if I use sharpness, it's not for destruction, it's for edification. I don't want to tear you down. I want to build you up. I love you. Man's a sinner. People are going to hell. And there are many false teachers out there. But I've got the answer. And that's, that's one of the main reasons I preach. Is I've got the answer. I know the answer to eternal life. And I'm, if I'm really going to love God, and if I'm really going to love you... If I know the answer, I've got to tell it. If I don't, I'm a sinner. If I don't tell you the truth that I know, I sin. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16, Woe unto me, Paul says, if I don't preach. James said in James 4, verse 17, If I know to do good and don't, it's a sin. I know the truth. That will set a sinner free. And, and the answer is Jesus Christ. Jesus. Who was prophesied in the Old Testament to save the world. Jesus. Came as promised. Flesh and blood. Walked among us for a little while. Born of a virgin. He obeyed the Father. Fully God. Yet fully man. Jesus. Paid the price for me on Calvary. Crucified for me and for you. Jesus, who beat death and beat sin and now sits at the right hand of God. He was seen by hundreds after He arose. The majority of people still don't see Him. They still don't see the benefit of following Jesus. But those who understand what good news salvation is cannot help, like me, but tell it when they know the answer. I have been preaching to you part-time since March of 05. Full-time since August of 05. And I've been the main pulpit preacher full-time since June of 2006. I have preached approximately 2,100,000 words to you. 2,100,000 words to you. I googled that. That's the average equivalent of 21 novels. 21 novels. Yet the answer to what must I do to be saved is as simple as four words. Repent and be baptized. But all two million words, all two million words that I've spoken to you in the time that I've been with you mean nothing if love's not behind it. If I don't love you, the words have been meaningless. I want people to know 
about my Lord and Savior because He's the answer to a sin-sick soul. He is the answer to false teachers. When you obey the Father, the Father will love you and He will make His home with you. His love will keep you out of hell. Jesus died for you because He loved you. And I preached to you, well, because I love you. I don't know all the tongues of men and I can't even imagine what an angel sounds like. But I love God and I love you and my words are not brassy and they're not clangy. They're bold. I'm not just some rooster crowing. The gift of prophecy has ceased and I don't know everything. I still consider myself a student of the book and I always will. And my faith can only move a mountain a shovel full at a time. But I am somebody because I love with a zealous love. I'm not nothing. I'm a preacher of the Word of God. I am God's man doing God's work. I proclaim to you God's message and mine from the pages of the Bible. I believe in the power of prayer and I believe that I am under God's providential care. I believe men and women can know for a fact that they're saved. And I'm commanded by God to preach and obey because I love Him. And I preach because I want to. And I know I can fulfill a need. I preach because I have the answer. That will save your soul. I preach because I love you. And I don't want you to be nothing. And without love you are. Now enough about me. Let's talk about you. Do you love God? Do you love God enough to obey Him? Do you have a need in your life that only God can fill? He has the answer. And you know what it is. You know what you need to do. If you need to repent, I want you to come forward. If you need to repent and be baptized, will you love God enough to obey Him? Do so now, as together we stand and sing.